Dream, dream Warriors. Uh, 31 Days of Dread. Day 15. We're doing Little Evil. Uh, the, the the title for this movie is in little caps. It's uh, no, no caps. It's small caps. Anyway, no caps. Let's just hit that music. Here we are. Okay, so awesome, awesome scenario around this movie. Okay, so look, it's it's not it's not unknown that I I don't own. Uh, it's not a secret that I don't own any DVDs. I don't own any like physical media when it comes to movies. Uh, everything, uh, everything I watch is either through Netflix, Amazon Prime. Sometimes Hulu, sometimes uh, like YouTube. Uh, even though I, I really don't like watching movies on YouTube because it's it's stealing, uh, and you, everyone knows when when you're stealing content. Uh, and you know, so it's it's streaming or nothing. Okay, for for me, uh, the reason why I don't own DVDs, uh, it, this this was a revelation I had years ago. Let me, let me drink some of my coffee. Okay, yeah. So I, I I went through this like phase where like everything for me was interior design and decorating and just looking magazine ish. Like the whole beginning of Fight Club, like I wanted that that lifestyle. I think you know, like it was it was pretty much achieved and, and stuff like that for me. And yeah, I, I really view myself as better off for it. Uh, you know, it's it's nothing about materialistic or physical things. It's it's about uh, having a perfect place for you to sink your thoughts into. Uh, you know, for when you have your own time, uh, you you can progress, you can learn, you can figure things out. Because there's a lot in life to figure out, and I think if you don't have like a strong place to hang your hat. Uh, it's tough. It makes it so much tougher. So I just viewed the DVDs, like DVD collection, uh, like because I went through phases where I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of VHS tapes, and then hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of DVDs, and then I spent years selling it all. I think all, all my VHS tapes were sold as one big chunk at the Berlin flea market in New Jersey, in southern New Jersey, maybe for five or six hundred bucks. I just sold them all, all to to this one guy and actually my father did it because my girlfriend at the time couldn't could never wake up on time for anything <laughs> so the the tapes went to the auction with my parents and my father just took the first sale <laughs> and there was so much more there but what what can you do that's 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 a lesson learned is wake the f up uh, yes, a little bit of resentment for me, Fred. Not really. Uh, is it a good anecdote for another story, another point? Definitely. But yeah, so I, I just viewed like the DVD collection, the DVD wall, having like a stack. It just is, it is just the ugliest thing. It is ugly. I hate it. I hate, I hate when friends of mine have it. I walk into their living rooms and it's DVD. It's like disgusting. It's like, why not? Why wouldn't you want things to be digital? Anyway, they take up no space, and they're there for wherever you want to go, wherever you want to do. It's it's there. So, 
Little Evil uh, is an example of the importance of stuff like Netflix now because I, yeah, I think the consumer mindset has shifted. Uh, I think everything's streaming. And so I watched this movie. I, I sat down, watched this movie, had had fun, had a heck of a time. And uh, <laughs> you, you guys weren't expecting that, right? Uh, it's a Netflix original based on the thumbnail. I no no trailer, no anything. I, it just looked like a horror movie. And I saw Adam Scott, who cracks me up. And, you know, and I, I discovered Adam Scott with The Aviator, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, Martin Scorsese, DiCaprio, Howard Hughes biopic. He plays the press agent in that. Uh, absolutely, Tibbly boss. Uh, I just love that line. Uh, and, you know, to me, he's always that guy. And then he got a job with Parks and Recreations. But he... He's he's one of the guys. He cracks me up. Uh, his his stuff in Step Brothers. Uh, what up, faggot? I always always love that line when he when he comes up through the uh, the bottom of the treehouse. What up, faggots? <laughs> uh, you know he's got the washboard abs. He he's just so awesomely belligerent in that movie, which is defined by that line. Like he's just like a blunt, obtuse object. Uh, but yeah, so. To me, he's he's always the guy from Aviator. He was in this movie. It was with a little kid, and and I just thought I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is like an update on the Omen. Uh, here we go. We're connecting dots here because we just talked about the Omen for the Awakening. So I it took me a little bit to catch on to what this movie was. Uh, it is well shot, well acted, well directed. Uh, it's got all the pillars there. Special effects are great. Uh, music cues are great. This is a well-conceived, constructed, directed movie. Uh, this dude, uh, Eli Craig, he can can we put him on to to greener pastures already? Can can he get a a movie that everyone's going to watch? Because I think we deserve it. Uh, great great director, wonderful filmmaker, and it's a comedy. It's a it's 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 making fun of the Omen troops. It's making fun of the Omen conventions. Uh, <laughs> so our previous movie, Omen for the Awakening, did it seriously. Did all the Omen conventions seriously. This movie flips it on its head, and it's for the better. Okay, and I don't know. I don't think I'm going to go on too long about this movie. I don't think I'm going to go on too long about what the plot is. But the plot is uh, Adam Scott is a stepfather. His um, his wife kind of just gave birth, <laughs> and she and and the exposition this, in this movie is so passive, and it's so uh, that makes it so so much good. Like it just makes the comedy uh, resonate. But they're in bed, and she tells him of, of the satanic ritual, <laughs> and that's where that's where the the, the kid comes from. <coughs> but to her, it's just like she blacked out during a party. But anyway, yeah, so. Uh, we have all the other, uh, like all the conventions of the Omen. We have the stairs. We have the the child controlling death, like making things happen. Uh, we have a like a stepfather, uh, figuring things out, like uh, a step parent. Because in the the previous movie, it was the mother. The mother's the one that figured things out, and and she she gets killed, and the um the, the the kid ends up with the father. With the there's like another baby, which I may have left out during that that discussion, but yeah. So, um, 
like okay so <laughs> i'm just thinking of both of these movies composited onto one another and it's it, it just cracks me up but yeah so the little evil just captures everything that the human's all about and flips it on its head has has fun with it and it enjoys itself it definitely not it doesn't it's not a serious movie um, but it does have like good filmmaking, it has wonderful special effects, and and uh, all these other elements that that we talk about. And I love it. I love it that it was just on Netflix. I just happened to watch it. I just just needed another horror movie. I, I threw it on, and I figured with Jarvis Game, uh, which was like another Netflix exclusive. Yeah, you know, like we could do uh, like you know just just monitor what's on Netflix at, at this time of year. We have another Netflix movie coming up too. Which is Babysitter. Okay, so we're, we're going to do that. But after this, we're going to do another franchise-breaking movie. Maybe our last one. Because I kind of wanted to really to do um, our next one. Which will be uh, 16. Uh, for very obvious reasons. Uh, uh, because it's it's on a Omen 4 level to be uh, wonderfully dissected and understood. And yeah, so this... Uh, so essentially... Adam Scott plays the the father trying to figure things out. He meets a character with exposition. Things get explained to him. Uh, he goes on the path of trying to kill the, the child <laughs> in like a couple fun ways. Uh, and I'm really I don't want to spoil any of this movie for you because I just think it should just be you guys sit down and soak it in and just have a wonderful time watching this and just going with like a like a free mind uh so every uh, the the third act so we always hear about film filmmakers dissecting and going through um the acts of a movie and we always hear has a strong first act has a weak second act and and they never really tell you the acts and that bothers the heck out of me how how are you describing something to me and you're giving me details and you're telling me when it doesn't work and you're also just talking willy-nilly we like, like you know and this is weird because we'll accept that and everyone every time a politician says something about it, like cutting taxes and it's like how are you going to do that we need to know exactly every single step they'll take that position for for that but they won't take it for Movies, and it's kind of funny because people spend more time studying movies than they do politics, um, which is because <laughs> I think uh, politics is just dumb and silly, and I think political commentary is equally dumb and silly, and that's why you have uh, like these outliers which crystallize political arguments quick and hard because uh, they're, they're easily uh, either amplified, defeated, or proven correct. And we only have, we have a select few people that actually do it that respond to the need for that, and everything else is just noise. And do, are we in a similar position with with film criticism and film study? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So the third act, the third act of this movie is right at a he's <laughs> Adam Scott with his stepson, uh, who's the portal for Satan. Uh, they get ice cream, and that's our third act. So the, the third act of this movie is awesome. We have a monster. We have a giant monster truck. We have Rush music. We have a slow motion garage door opening. 
and we have a slow motion walk into a satanic ritual like Armageddon, the right stuff type, you know, uh, I think the end of Independence Day when they crash land on Earth. Uh, I love walks. I love slow motion walks. Give it to me every movie with a cool music cue. Okay, rock and roll. So we have that. We ha we have something during the satanic ritual in the third act that I very much enjoyed, which was you got to see some of the physical mechanics of of what's like the metaphysical part of the ritual. And I know that's contradictory, but you got to see. So a lot of times they do these rituals in these movies, and it's just uh, it's almost like imagination. It's darkness. Uh, it's, it's, uh, like even Rosemary's Baby, there's so much alluded to, so much left out of that ritual, and it's been that way ever since, and I thought this movie did special effects within the ritual, and even, like, Satan correcting Adam Scott on, he's like, I gotta save my son, and Satan's like, you're his stepfather, <laughs> or, like, <laughs> like, the voice of Satan correcting him, uh, and, and we, we just have this this movie that is also well designed like the the elements in this movie it's a 7.5 million dollar movie and is well designed it is it, it has volume it has uh there's gravitas to it okay and i, I again I, I deeply 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 uh just enjoyed this movie because it was mostly just like a straight up surprise it's it's a type of surprise that only Nowadays, Netflix could deliver. Before, you would just go to the movies and you might end up watching the movie. Uh, I go into my experience with the original Blade, with uh, Wesley Snipes' Blade, where I, I talked about this before. I, I go in there with an African-American friend of mine, my, my buddy Joe. I think he's mixed. He's like Obama. My Obama friend Joe uh, is, you know, <laughs> and look, I say that jokingly, okay, because we're making jokes here. Okay, because we're supposed to be entertaining. But yeah, <laughs> uh, like, it would be as same as if I said Donald Trump friend. Okay, uh, but yeah, and you know, those are the movies he gravitated towards. And I, I was just being a good friend, and I and I went to the movies and let him pick out the movie and so on and and, and so forth, and loved it. You know, got blown away. Uh, and and we don't do that anymore because movies, it's it's a pilgrimage to get there. Everything's uh, I, I view as expensive, and I understand. I'm not even saying lower. The, if you need that cost of popcorn to stay in business, then 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 do it. Uh, and if you're making extra money for your pockets, good for you. Uh, I, I, it, it stinks. It's that way. Yeah. Would I like it to be different? Correct. But when it comes to discovery, it's streaming only. And because there's there's just low investment, and I, I really think it's it's one of those things where you can start watching a movie and stop, or you can watch another movie and discover it and and be joyful. Uh, we've never seen t this type of content absorption before. Uh, I think it definitely should be documented. Little Evil is is one of those highlights, like one of those um, examples of content discovery when it comes to feature films today and look i got a big tv i got a good sound bar okay because you don't have sound systems anymore i got a good sound bar and yeah it's, and it's like i'm watching this movie in the theater that's it uh i don't know about the the movie going experience as much i i don't know if that has um yeah if that means as much anymore i really don't uh mark and i saw um baby driver in some bs 
BS um, RPX theater or some really crap. And whatever, like it, it did nothing for me. IMAX really does the three. Sometimes the three D is cool, but it, uh, you know, like the reserved seating does nothing. It, it's nothing, nothing, nothing. It's not. It's all a nothing burger. Uh, I like I like seats and the screen, and I like to get there early to get good seats, and I like to uh, have my popcorn mostly eaten by the time the first trailer even runs. I, I like. Long sets of trailers before a movie. Uh, I like seeing movies late and struggling to stay up, and and hoping the movie captures me so I can stay up. So that's that's what I like about going to the movies. Anything that's not that, uh, sure, I'll watch it at home. Uh, I recommend movies or or whatever, or even in this situation, give reviews. But Little Evil. Uh, th- this guy, I, I just want to click here and get, get the name. He he did Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, uh, Eli Craig. Uh, he's an actor. Uh, he's now an actor, director, writer. And he's he's someone to watch. Uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is should still be available on Netflix. Uh, I was considering that. So I might, I might do that. I might definitely throw that into the 31 Days of Dread since we're kind of like at the kind of at the halfway point. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm all for uh, watching this guy's career. Uh, if if you just want a good horror comedy, uh, that's a little bit of a spoof. Uh, it's and it's so funny once the kid starts talking in this movie. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and and there's good lines. It's it's just funny that ice cream scene is awesome. The, when they go get ice cream, it, it it really defines the movie, and uh, it's. It's just fun. I don't know. There's very little more I can say about this movie. But go check it out. And also go see Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. And and know about this guy. And and we're definitely going to be talking about that movie coming up. And I, we might talk a little bit more about this one. But I kind of like... I feel like I should have waited to talk about this. Uh, because But I felt like it would work so well with The Omen for The Awakening. Uh, but, you know, we, we don't... We don't we don't do things perfect all the time because I feel like this movie needs to resonate in me uh, a little bit. Like it needs to, um, uh, it just needs to sit, you know, like, and, and maybe, maybe I should have taken a couple more detailed notes or, or, it, um, uh, no, look, did, did you know Craig? Uh, I'm just at, look glancing at his wiki real quick. Craig is married to actress and former yellow ranger, uh, Sasha Williams and together they have two children. So he's married to a Power Ranger. <laughs> I love this guy. But look, check this movie out. It's on Netflix. Enjoy it. It's a great comedy. It's a great horror comedy. Uh, it's got good special effects. And it's funny. And the people in this movie, Evangeline Lilly's in this movie. Um, oh, my God. Uh, uh, there's there's a lot. There's even Sally Field, Clancy Brown. Uh, the, the, this movie's also stacked. It's a stacked uh Stack movie, stack performances, uh, and I just think everyone's good in it. It's well directed, well acted. Go check it out. Uh, tune in later. Tune in again. Tune in again for um, Thirty One Days of Dread, uh, Day Sixteen coming up. And follow follow me on Instagram. It's AKA Pad Thirteen, and uh, follow me on Snapchat. Snapchat is AKA Pad. Um, 
you can follow Dallas if you want to follow follow Dallas the cat. It's Diamond Dallas Cat on Instagram, and uh, you can keep track of things I'm doing on akapad.com. All right, everyone, check this movie out. I'll talk to you. Bye. <laughs>